Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. It's your boy W-I-Z-E And if you live in the northeastern part of Pennsylvania And you need work done on your car Check out my man Jose and his crew at Precision Auto A family owned business that specializes in German vehicles There is no job too big or too small They also offer snap finance for those that need assistance That's Precision Auto at 339 Sterling Road in Toby Hanna, PA Phone number is 570-894-8699 And let them know it's your boy Wise that sent you Peace out and welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and I have a special guest on today. He is the founder and patriarch of Givers University. Welcome to the show, EA Sok. I already messed up anyway. Sokovitz. I, Sokovitz. I just thought about it too much, and, it, and I messed it up, but it's good. Yeah, you, you, you overthought it a little bit, but that's okay, because until I was 12 years old, I thought my name was Go Chop Wood. So <laughs> I, I just uh, thought it, I just thought about it too much, you know. <laughs> it, it's uh, funny. It. Yeah. Yeah, but it, oh, kind of well, fifteen consonants, fifteen consonants, and one vowel will do it to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, thanks man. for having me on your show. Uh, th- no, my pleasure is all mine. I'm glad we could just laugh at laugh at this, man. This is great. This is great. <laughs> so, so EA, tell me what is a giver and what is a taker. Okay, great. Uh, Happy to do that. Um, it, and it's really interesting because of something that uh, we have actually proven from a statistical standpoint, actually. Um, it, first of all, I want to mention to all of your listeners, we love everybody. I say that emphatically. We love everybody. So when we say giver, we're not identifying and labeling a person. We're labeling the person's deeds. And there's a distinction. And when we say taker, we're not labeling the person. We're labeling the deeds. And one of the things we teach at Givers University is what is that distinction to your question? And that is we teach people how to separate the person who we love from their deeds, which we may not love. And from that, we begin to do something that just isn't being taught. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm blessed to, you know, I'm doing one to three interviews every single day and, and every single person says the same thing. Man, no one's teaching it. This is really good stuff. This is really something different needs to be taught because I'm a self-improvement guy. And I know why I know you're a self-improvement guy and I'm sure many of your listeners are. And everyone, and self-improvement is great. I love it. I'm a self-improvement geek, right? But no one's teaching us, what about the other guy? What if he's not doing it right? What should I do about that, right? And no one's teaching that. So we teach people in one word how to discern by looking at specific deeds, And we teach them the actual deeds. Look for these things. 
Watch them doing these things. And from watching these things, as you observe these things, you can now begin to discern, should I bring this person closer into my life because givers bring with them the three W's of givers, wisdom, wealth, and wellness, or should I begin to respectfully distance myself, not rude or nasty or insensitive, respectfully begin to distance myself because takers bring with them the three D's of takers, which is defeatism, disruption, and destruction. And when I bring them into my life, I become unwilling, unwanting collateral damage because I'm going to be stomping out a bunch of fires. So, uh, and I could ask your listeners three questions to to sort of get the point home. Uh, And again, to your question, I ask your listeners, think about the fires that you stomp out each and every day. Think about the times when your stress level throughout the day skyrockets. Think about the times throughout the day where you have conversations with people and at the end of the conversation, you hardly remember what was talked about, but you do know for sure you have no more energy left. They just drained it all from you, right? All three of those things, wise, have one thing in common. There's a name attached to them. And we teach people how to discern, how to begin to make the decision of who are those people that I should have in my life that will help me increase my productivity because I'm not going to be stomping out fires all day because I got the wrong people around me. Uh, Or my stress level can go down because these people aren't stressing me out because of all the things I have to do because of what they're making me unwilling collateral damage and all the things they're doing. Uh, Or I can have around me people that are giving me energy and I'm giving them energy back and I feel better at the end of the day rather than just totally spent and wasted at the end of the day. And a lot of that has to do with those people we have around us and wise. No one is teaching us who do we look for. It's like a guy the other day, one of the interviews, the guy said, you know, this is really great stuff. He said, you know, I just finished reading a book and it said, we need to have five good people around us. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. Question for you, which five? And he can't, I can't, and, and we were on video, so I saw this blank look on his face. And I said, do you see my point? No one's teaching us which five. They're saying these you know, broad swaths of information, but they're not saying, what are the real things I should be looking for that people are doing in these deeds? So what we have done is we've realized and we've proven statistically wise that about 20% of the population are givers. And that means you put them in any situation, family, business, social, doesn't matter what it is. In a short period of time, they will figure out a way to begin giving to it. They will invest in it. They will help it. They'll be the first to volunteer. They're just sort of wired that way. By contrast, the other extreme, the other side of the Grand Canyon is the takers, which would be about 20% as well. And those are people that put in any situation. In a short period of time, they will craft a way to begin taking from it, whether it be monetarily, whether it be emotionally, spiritually, they will just start taking everything from it. That's what they do. Now, that leaves us with 60%, right? We have 20% givers, 20% takers. So what are the 60%? Those are in the middle and we call them fencers. And the reason why is they sit on the fence. They act like givers when they're with givers. They act like takers when they're with takers. They can be great relationships, but we need to manage them. We need to keep an eye on them. So we basically, at Givers University, we teach people to discern not in a judgmental way because we don't judge people. What we do is we look at their deeds because we love everybody, but we look at their deeds and say, those people are doing these certain deeds here. And because of those deeds, I can see that I want to bring them in closer into my life. 
because I can help them more and they can help me more. But also conversely, because of these certain things I see them doing, I should begin to respectfully distance myself. And um, years ago, um, I was blessed to become a commercial pilot to fly my own planes. And and one of the first things the instructor taught me was look out the window and look out the front of the window. And when you see another aircraft, when we're flying, he said, if when you're looking in the window, that aircraft goes from the size of one inch in the window to three inches, get concerned. He said, the reason why is because he's coming at you. He's getting, it's getting bigger, <laughs> right? So, you know, and you may have a 600 knot closure. Be careful. It's going to happen fast. He said, what you want to see when we're looking at other planes is you want to see a three or four inch aircraft in the window. That's how big it looks. Get to be one inch pretty quick. He said, that means we're distancing ourselves. So what we teach people wise is we teach people, look out the window, look for these things, discern in advance before you bring them in your life. And we also teach them what to do once they're in your life uh, so that our life, our productivity can dramatically go up. <clears throat> we have a saying in Givers University, givers earn three times more because givers discern three times more. They earn more just because their productivity is so much more because they're not wasting time stomping out fires not of their own making. So that's the, that's the and, and I should warn your listeners, uh, wise, I never say anything in 10 minutes if I can say it in 20. So there's, <laughs> so that's the explanation of givers. <laughs> no, it, no, it, no, it's it's great because with me just starting my production company and uh, we just launched the internet radio station and with the podcast, congratulations! I've met some amazing people and it's because that's the energy that I'm putting out there and that's what I'm getting back. It's people who are like-minded, who don't feed off of energy who are willing to share energy and and are, are able to to work together and and not be drained from it so that's why when I have conversations like this by the end of this conversation I'm so wired because of the energy because of the knowledge that I'm gaining because the positivity that's flowing in the conversation that's that's why I love doing what I'm doing because I get to meet some amazing people like yourself that that just spreading spreading out number positive energy, and that's what we need more of. We sure do, and uh, and and you know the and and no one's teaching us wise what to look for. You know, but, uh, not judging people. Again, we love everybody. We say that emphatically. I say it over and over again. But we look at their deeds, and also, by the way, you know, when someone's a taker, they're not a taker eternally. You know, I mean, they, I mean, people can. We, we even teach because in Giver to be great uh, in the Giver's University, the cornerstone of the university is a series of three courses called Give to be Great. And the first course is called the Giver's Mindset, how a giver thinks differently than a taker. They think differently. They're wired differently. Second is Giver's Lifestyle. They live differently, how they live their lives, their habitually, their habits. In that course, we even identify the 30 habits that givers have and the 30 habits that takers have. And we teach those 60 habits so people can discern, watch for these habits, watch them doing these things, then it'll help you decide who you want to pull in close. And, you know, doing some of the launching you're doing wise with your, with your production company and, and radio and congratulations, by the way, Thank you um, much. that it's important to surround yourself with the right people. So your productivity goes up and that you can trust that they're going to be giving to it all the time and they're not going to be covertly figuring a craft in a way to, to pull some, you know, a carpet underneath from, you know, uh, under, underneath you. So I, I can share with you, by the way, 
I'd like to, if I could, share a couple of quick little stories that your listeners would appreciate on the importance of what you're doing. Because really what you're doing, which is a great thing, is you are providing a mentoring platform for your listeners. They actually are being able to hear people who have been through the trials and tribulations. And if they haven't been through the trial, you know, as the saying goes, you can't have a testimony till you've had a test. Uh, you know, so if a person tells me everything has gone right in their life, I run from them because I know they're next and they're saving up. It's going to be a whopper. <laughs> so I don't even want to be around when it hits, man. I want to distance myself. But uh, so th- there, was, there was two real interesting things happen, you know, through my lowly background, I guess you could say. Um, you know, I was raised as, I'm, I'm, I'm in Michigan now, but originally I was uh, in Chicago, raised, born and raised in Chicago area. And uh, my father was a milkman. And back in those days, he, he had a, a, a one-man route, basically that's what they called them. They called them routes for a company called Twin Oaks Dairy. And, and, and he delivered milk. And they had uh, boxes outside everyone's house. And that, it was a, like a gray box. And everyone knew that was the, that was the milkman's box, right? There was, and you know the amazing thing was? There was money in it all the time for the milkman. And, you know, no one ever touched the money. Not one time did I, and they knew there was money in the box, you know, for, but that was milkman money, right? So, and there was a note in there that what they wanted. And then, you know, my dad would, you know, give gallon, gallons of milk back then came in glass gut jugs, you know, and all the milk was in glass jugs, as a matter of fact. So, uh, so here I am five years old, helping my dad on his route. And my only experience with business and that kind of thing was just my dad's route, you know, one man operation kind of thing, you know. And then at the ripe old age of 16, I took my first big step towards success and I became a janitor. Now, I didn't mind that because business was always picking up. What? Anyway, so the, uh, so as a janitor, as I went forward, it, it, I had two interesting events while being a janitor, right? Uh, and the first one was at 16 years old, I was able to clean the home. I was able to be bonded, which means insured, right? So I could go in expensive places. And if my buffer went crazy and hit something, insurance would pay for it, right? So that I could be bonded. Because of that, I was able to clean a home every week. I was in there every Wednesday of a lady whose name is June Martino. Now, the name may not mean anything to you to your listeners unless they saw a movie that was out fairly recently. There was a movie out called The Founder. It's about McDonald's and Ray Kroc, and Michael Keaton plays Ray Kroc. Uh, I don't know if you caught it by any chance. Yeah, I know, I know what it is, yeah. You can still get it on. Yeah, okay. They, even on, uh, you can, it's still on streaming, as a matter of fact. Anyway, um, Michael Keaton plays Ray Kroc. And the movie's very Hollywoodized, you know I mean? It, there's certain events it's based on, but the rest is all Hollywood drama. Because um, I lived this thing. I lived in Oak Brook. I lived, you know, I lived where the world headquarters of McDonald's was. And during my lifetime, I'm 65 years old today. So during my lifetime, you know, I, I witnessed the whole McDonald's phenomenon. It happened during my life for the most part, right? The lady, there's a lady in the movie that Michael Keaton, Ray Kroc, that's who he portrays. He's talking to a lady outside his office all the time. And he says, June this, June this, June that. That's the lady whose house I cleaned. So every Wednesday, I was in cleanest land. When I met her, I was 16 years old, and she had the third most controlling stock in McDonald's at that point. 
So she was an icon. Everyone knew who she was. This was June Martino. And she was, you know, I couldn't count how many fingers and, you know, how many zeros she was on my fingers and toes. You know, I'd pull the Roy's, Rolls Royce out of the garage three times when I was there on Wednesday to sweep out the garage three times just so I could sit in a car that was worth 10 lifetimes of my income, you know. I mean, it was like, you know, Rolls Royce, right? Here I am. I'm driving a Rolls Canardly. Rolls <laughs> down one hill, can hardly make it up the next, you know. So she's got a Rolls Royce. So, so. There was a day, and, and you know, the first thing that really struck me wise about this whole thing was I had always thought to be successful, you had to be a jerk. You had to take advantage of people. You had to be me only oriented. You had to be able to blast people at a moment's notice. And I really sort of thought that was the way it was. And I met this lady, and she was so the opposite, it wasn't even funny. She was approachable. She was kind. She was nice. She had maids and butlers and was never condescending to any of them. Always said hi to me, even if I didn't see her first. And here I am in this million-dollar home in a place called Ginger Creek, in, uh, outside, uh, basically still in Oakbrook. Uh, and uh, so here I am in her home every Wednesday, and I see her, and she always says hi to me. And I'm, I'm fascinated by her because this is, you know, she's an icon, and she's so rich. And I thought, man, she's got everything. And so one day, she was in an extra good mood. So I mustered up all the courage that a 16-year-old snot-nosed kid could muster up. And I went up to talk to her. And I said, hi, June. And she said, hi. Very nice, very approachable like she always was, which was what was so was astonishing to me. And I said, uh, can I ask you a question? She said, sure. And uh, I said, could you tell me about it? She said, well, what's that? And I said, well, the whole McDonald's thing. I'm not kidding why she put her arm around me, brought me in the kitchen, and told me the entire story from when she actually worked for Ray Kroc before Ray even met the McDonald's brothers. He was a milkshake mixer salesman. Yeah. And she worked, she worked for him then. She was, you know, so she knew Ray, right? And, and so she was with him through the whole time. And obviously she became third most controlling stock. So she, and, and she, so here she is. This is decades ago, way before the movie, right? Yeah, I'm 16 years old then. And uh, so she's telling me all these things in the story. And I'm sitting in the room in the kitchen. She even has the maids and butlers bringing us food so she can keep telling me the story. And I'm just, I'm thinking, God, this is June Martino. And she's telling me that I just, I, uh, there's got to be someone else in the room. She's just not telling me this, right? But she just wanted to talk, right? So she tells me about a, a part in the movie, uh, obviously decades before the movie came out, where McDonald's had, Ray had no money. He couldn't afford to pay her. There was no money whatsoever. And June went to Ray because she kept the books and said, we, we don't have any money. You know, we're getting less than 2% of a royalty and money's going out faster. It's coming in. There's no money left. We're out of money. So, and, and they do make a reference to that in the movie and that prompts Michael Keaton to call the brothers and they have a little drama scene and argument. He needs more percentage, that kind of thing, right? That's all drama. But factually the event did happen, right? So she told me about this and I, and, and she said, so Ray and I made it, made an agreement that since there was no money, he wouldn't pay me. He wouldn't pay me anything. And he, would, and he volunteered to give me worthless stock. I mean, wor worth under zero, <laughs> worthless stock in this company called McDonald's. And he would agree to take the phone calls from my bill collector so they wouldn't hound me on the phone. So I asked her. I said, June, I'm a janitor. I work Friday to Friday, paycheck to paycheck. If I don't get paid on Friday, I'm not showing on Saturday. I need that paycheck. I'm week to week. Why did you do it? Do you know why 
she stared at me with this blank look. And I just realized I had asked her a question no one else had ever asked her. Everyone wanted to know what happened with McDonald's, but no one ever wanted to know why. So I just asked her, why? I just asked her, I was curious, why did you work for nothing? Because I wouldn't do it, right? And she stared at me with this blank look, and I could tell. I don't know if you've ever seen something you know, where they're looking at you, and you could tell they're not home anymore, right? She's yeah. looking right at me, but her mind is somewhere else. She's trying to think, why did she do it? And finally she spoke after about 10 seconds, which seemed like an hour, and she, because she's staring right at me, and I'm going, do, 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 you know, what am I supposed, where am I supposed to look, right? And uh, she finally spoke, and I remember what she said and the way she said it, because it made the hair stand up on the back of my neck when I asked her, June, why did you work for nothing? Her answer to me was, because I believed in Ray. And my first thought wise, I remember my instantaneous thought was, that's it. That's it. That's what I need. I need a Ray Kroc. I need someone that can teach me because I know I want to be rich and happy. Not realizing, by the way, I even had that backwards because we're supposed to be happy and then rich, right? I had it backwards, but at 16, I'm about the money, right? I'm all about the money, right? A 16-year-old kid, right? So I just want to make the money. And uh, so, and I'm thinking to myself, that's it. I need someone like a Ray Kroc that can teach me, put me under their wing. I don't even know what I need to know, but I do know I don't know it, whatever it is. And I need to learn it. And, and I, so I threw it out there, just like you mentioned, throwing things out there. I threw it out there. Where's my Ray Kroc? I need to find a Ray Kroc. Now, I can share with you in retrospect, I stumbled upon, in my own ignorance and impetuousness, I inadvertently asked the right question. Where's my Ray Kroc? And when I asked that, our lives become self-fulfilling prophecies. And one of the things my business mentor taught me was, don't worry about the answers. He said, everyone wants to seek the answers. Don't look for the answers. Forget about that. The answers are there anyway. They're all there. Ask the right questions. People ask the wrong questions, and that's why they keep getting the wrong answer. So I inadvertently wise, I didn't know. I was a kid, right? Ignorant in the truest sense of the word. I just didn't know, right? Real ignorance, right? And I didn't even know what I didn't know. But I ignorantly tripped upon asking the right question. And it wasn't two or three months later at the same janitorial service, second event. My boss, and, and there, I've already punched out for the day. And uh, he's sort of a friend of the family. So I was just talking with him after hours. And it's just him and I. And uh, the phone rings at night. And uh, the, the, and he hangs up the phone a few minutes later. He says, well, some guy's in from Detroit. He's opening a diamond store. And he wants to see some carpeting. And he needs to see it tonight because he's leaving tomorrow back to Detroit. And I said, okay, uh, what's that got to do with me? He said, I need you to go. I said, I'm not going. I've already punched out, man. I've been cleaning all bowling alleys all day. I've been cleaning. I'm exhausted. I'm not going to go. And it's nighttime. I've already punched out. He goes, I need you to go. He said, he needs to see this carpeting. I said, Jerry, you know, I, that was the name of the owner. I said, you know, I don't know anything about carpeting. I clean, I clean places. That's it. I don't know how to bid out a carpet job or anything. He said, well, he gives me a wheel. And he said, walk this way and this way. Give me the dimensions and call me on the phone. I said, Jerry, I'm not going. He said, I'll tell you what. If you go, I'll give you your pick of any Saturday off. Now, for a janitor, 
that's a huge negotiation chip wise because we're cleaning when businesses are closed. So Saturday, they're closed. We're cleaning more until night, right? So I can get a Saturday off. This is crazy. So I asked him back. I wanted to make sure I understood. Any Saturday I want off? He said, any Saturday. I said, okay. So I sighed, went back, punched back in, set, you know, back on the time clock. And to set the stage for your listeners, I'm physically exhausted. I've been cleaning all day, right? My fun time of the day, by the way, is cleaning bowling alleys at two in the morning and getting free songs on the jukebox. That's my highlight of the day. And uh, so, you know, and, and so I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I've already punched out. Now I'm punching back in. I'm, I don't care about who this guy is. I don't know anything about diamonds and jewelry or anything else. And he's from Detroit. So, you know, I mean, so, I mean, you know, what's all this about? So, uh, so there's, I have every re- there's only one reason I'm going wise, the free Saturday, the Saturday off. That's the only reason. Little do I know, I'm getting ready to meet the man that will change the trajectory of my life forever. My Ray Kroc. I'm driving right towards him and I don't even know it. And I'm doing it begrudgingly and having said no multiple times already. So here I go and I meet this guy. And it was an immediate, have you ever met someone wise where there's such a comfort level that you, you feel like you almost know them already. You know, you just, you feel like you're, you're so comfortable. You can talk about anything and it's just like you, you just, you just, you connect right away. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah. Same kind of thing. Same kind of thing, right? So we're talking about everything, right? And, uh, and I'm just, I mean, this guy's really a great guy. And I could tell by looking at him that, you know, that the, the wealth was coming out of his pores. I could tell he, and he seemed, he looked like, you know, he's really happy. I could see he was a happy person. And, and the carpeting was a no-go because we just had commercial grade and he's opening a diamond store. So he wants something real plush. And we just had, you know, office stuff, office furniture. So that was nothing, or office carpeting. So that was nothing. So as I'm leaving, he offers me a job. We talked like two hours and I, and, and he says, well, why don't you come work for me? And I, and I said, no again. <laughs> and, he, and, and, and I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm a janitor. I'm all set. And I start walking towards the door and then he hooked me. I didn't know until years later that I really was meeting a genius in the truest sense of the word, not the IQ, the, the IQ baloney, but I mean a real, real genius in human engineering and humans and people kind of genius, right? And uh, I mean, like the ability to peg someone in a second and know all about them just by looking at them, right? I mean, that kind of thing. So he hooked me and I, I found out years later, I knew how effective it really was. And he knew that that would get me. As I'm walking out the door wise, he says the following. And I remember the tone in his voice. He said, what do you have to lose? You could always go back being a janitor. And I thought, no, he's, and I turned around. I said to him, no, I'm all set. I don't know anything about diamonds anyway. All I know is one, they're expensive. And two, a woman's going to ask me for one. That's all I know about diamonds. And, and he said, I'll teach you. And I said, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm a, my life's set. I'm a janitor. People can make a mess. I can always pick it up. And I left. I've said no about five times now at this point to this whole experience. And, I, and as I'm driving, it's starting to grind on me as he knew it would. You know, what's he got? To, he's right. What I got to lose? I could always go back being a janitor. He's right. I, uh, and, and the more I drove, the, I got sort of angry almost because I was thinking, he was grinding on me. And I said, you know, he's right. I'm going to find out what he means. 
Now it's almost midnight wise at this point. This is a, you know, then, and I turned the car around. I'm halfway home, turned the car back. And I thought oh, he's already gone. He's at, he's still there. He's still at the office. And I said, okay, what do you have in mind? Well, one thing led to another. I started working for him. He became the father I never had, even though I had a father. I became the son he never had, even though he had a son. And I can share with you, I was so blessed that he became my Ray Kroc and began to put together those burnt out wires in my mind that I didn't even know were burnt out at the time. And I share with your listeners, number one, be careful of those moments in time that seem so insignificant, that are on the edge of a dime, that seem so small, that I said no to five times, that will become the most one of the most significant events in your life. And secondly, if you don't have a mentor, get one. Get one now. Because why in the world would you want to make your own mistakes when someone else has already made them. Make your own mistakes. Don't make theirs too. They've already made them and they can teach you and compress time and effort. Plus, you have a sounding board, someone who's not going to judge you for the mistakes you've made or anything else because they understand it's a part of the process. And I can share with you that that was one of the most spectacular blessings I had in my life, stemming back to that ridiculous little question I asked, Where's my Ray Kroc? So we want to be careful of the questions we ask ourselves, ask the right questions, and we get the right answers because our lives are indeed self-fulfilling prophecies. And those two stories I share with your listeners as a way to sort of let them know that there's people out there and they're out there. And you've got to ask as individuals, when we ask the right question, we will pull these things into our life and amazing great things can happen. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's crazy that you talk about that finding mentors, and because now it's a different time from when when you did it. Because we have so much access to so many different people, so many different people that you can research and learn about, and 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 actually follow them. And that's a form of mentorship that you can definitely. I like. I take courses. I take personal courses that I work with coaches and stuff. Good for you. And good for you. That's Great. because. I know I need this to improve in what I want to do. I, I don't have the answers to everything. And actually a lot of my guests is, a lot of my guests are coaches as well. Just listening to you and listening to your story and learning that I'm doing the right thing by asking questions, asking what I, Hey, what's something I should do or, or just asking the right question at the right time and getting the right answer. But again, not, like you said, not, it's, it's not being taught. I had to go out and seek the knowledge. And for someone like you to come out and start teaching it, that's that's awesome. That's amazing. That's what that's why I said you're doing something positive. And that's what I want about that's what I that's what I want from my show is to have people like yourself come on and hopefully someone someone is listening and it helps them. For sure. And, uh, you know, I can I can share with you again, you know, from because uh, I, I constantly make references to the things my business mentor taught me. And then also I was blessed, uh, sort of parallel to what you're doing. Um, for two years, I had a radio talk show and I interviewed in two years, 1000 millionaires. I interviewed uh, three millionaires a day. It was for 20 minute interviews because I was on the radio and, and I did Monday through Friday. So 
over the course of two years, I interviewed a thousand millionaires. And you know, the best part to your point of what you just got to saying, you know, the best parts of the interview was the questions I got to ask them off the air. That was what I really, I had a secondary agenda. None of them even knew. I wanted to find out because I, I was so intrigued and the commonalities were astonishing. Do you know, every one of those thousand people wise had a number of things that were very common among them were they all had a time period when everything, and I mean, everything told them not to take another step to stop, to throw in the towel, to not do it. I had more than one even use the same words referencing the occasion with me when they said, do you know I took the next step out of curiosity just to see what else could go wrong? I thought I had hit them all. <laughs> I said, I just, I, I took the next step to see there's nothing else that could possibly go wrong. I'm, I'm just curious to see what else could. <laughs> and, and then they took that next step and somehow there was this threshold they stepped through and all then at that point, it was almost weirdly effortlessly on how temporary defeat exited from their life and to went into someone else's life that was looking for the opportunity to give up. And all of a sudden, things just started to connect. And they said it was almost, it was weirdly effortlessly. I mean, it was just like, and that's why I share with your listeners, don't ever confuse making money or I should say earning money with collecting money. There's a big difference. Earning money means being able to invest, put in time, put in effort, where you may not be getting any money back. But what you're doing is you're building up an income that you will receive later on that the longer it seems to evade you, the larger it will be when it pays off. Collecting money is getting that paycheck. You're just getting the money. So don't be afraid to earn more income in ways people won't. Not collecting it, earning it. How do we do that? We invest. We put in the time. We learn like you are with your self-improvement courses. And people sometimes, you know, they we call them the sophomores where, you know, they'll learn it all. That's one of the things takers do. You know, I know it all already, the know-it-all kind of attitude. And, uh, and, and you know, I, I took a course one time, so therefore I know everything, right? And, 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 and a person like yourself, though, wise, I know that you'll go through a course and your listeners will, and they'll say, you know what? if I go through this course and even if everything I hear are things I've heard before, what if I just hear one thing out of a three week course? And, but that one thing is the one thing I needed to learn, even though the rest of it, I had already heard before. The difference between a first place and a second place horse is two tenths of a second, but the earnings is a thousand times. It's only that two tenths of a second that makes the difference. And what you're doing is admirable. What you're doing is great. And I can share as, as two last points I'd, lo I'd love to be able to share with your listeners, if I may. Number one, Givers University came about really because of my mentor. Uh, I met him when I was in my teens. When I was 19, I asked him the following question. I said, Sam, his name was Sam Robbins. He said, I said, will you teach me everything? I mean it all. Don't hold back. I want to know it all. And he didn't even hesitate. We'd already known each other for a couple of years at that point before I really wanted that. I mean, I went for the whole commitment here, you know, the whole enchilada, if you will, right? And, uh, and, and he said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it all to you. He said, but I want one thing back. I want to let you know, wise, whatever he said next, I was going to say yes. I was saying yes. So it didn't matter what he did. I'm there, right? And I, he said, I want one thing from you. And this is what he said. When the time is right, 
And you will know that time. I want you to teach as many other people as you possibly can everything that I teach you. So at 19 years old wise, I made a vow. I made an oath. I made a commitment that I'm blessed to be able to fulfill today and am fulfilling through what is now manifested as Givers University and to be able to teach and share these things and the, the, the conversations I've had and the blessings I've had and people that have come back to me and said, Hey, you know what? We're doing a thing. Would you be a keynote speaker? And we'd love to have, would you do this? And, and, and I'm doing nothing. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just, you know, just wanting to share all these great things. I was blessed to learn and it starts coming back in weird ways and ways unexpected. And, uh, and the last thing I'll share with you, uh, with your listeners is, um, sort of as a closing thought, if we may, the three things that my business mentor taught me to say to myself every day, that I share with your listeners, learn these three things and say them to yourself every day. And they are as follows. I will never give up. I will keep rising up and I will always overcome. Learn those three things and watch the great things that happen in your life. Oh man, that was awesome, man. That is, that's amazing. Yeah. I appreciate you being on now. It's time. It's part of the show where I, I need you to let the um, listeners know where they can find you at and where they can uh, check out Givers University. Excellent. Thank you. Um, simply go to our website. It's giversuniversity.com. It's plural. So G I V E R S university.com. And, and one of the things they should, because we want to give some great free, absolutely free downloads to your listeners, usable downloads. They can, we want them to print them off, put it in their pocket where, and, and they simply sign up for our newsletter and, and they just put in their first name, put in their email address. That's it. Nothing else. It's absolutely free. And they'll see it on each page, a place where they can do that. And then in a matter of minutes, once they confirm their email address, cause we don't spam, once they confirm their email address, they'll get a download that they can download. And the name of that download is the six arrows that takers shoot at givers. It's an actual checklist they can print off. A couple of days later, they're going to get the 25 dues. This is a spectacular freebie that are the 25 deeds, the actual deeds they should be looking for on a two-page checklist. We want them to print it off, put it in their pocket and start looking and, and observing what other people are doing because when out of the 25, when you see someone doing 13 on one side or the other, you can start thinking, okay, they're being a little takerish. Maybe I should think about respectfully distancing myself. All that's free. We want to give it to them. We start the relationship and then we're nurturers. We're, we're givers university. So we want to be able to share with them. And we believe that you can give to be great because that's exactly our cornerstone of what we do. And thank you, Wise, for having me on your awesome, awesome podcast. And for your listeners, if they have someone in their life that maybe they have someone they love that's being a little takerish and they don't know how to, they want to broach a subject, but they don't know how to do it. Do you know one of the very best things they could do is share a podcast called Stuck in My Mind with them. The reason they should do that is because it's a great third-party conversation. All they have to do is just simply say to this person who they love because they, they don't want to broach it because they, you know, they, they may hurt their feelings or something and they love them and they care about them. All they have to do is say, you know what? I heard this really thought-provoking podcast. It was really interesting. Do me a favor, listen to it and 
Tell me what you think of it. It's very interesting because the Stuck in My Mind podcast is a form of mentoring and because it might open up that person's mind and maybe they'll be less takerish and maybe the person who shared it will have one less fire to stomp out just because they gave your podcast to them. So for your listeners, share Stuck in My Mind with those that you know, because you're going to be doing them a good favor. Think about the provoke, the thought we just provoked in our 30 minutes here together, and then think about how that might be able to help other people as well. So, Wise, thank you so much for having me on your great podcast, and success on your adventure with your radio gig. And, uh, man, I hope you have a bazillion followers and listeners, <laughs> and all of them are being mentored by the information and the guests you're bringing them, man. I appreciate you, brother, man. That, that's awesome. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, and, and and again, it's just me putting in the effort and me putting out that energy and, and I'm receiving back the love. I'm, I'm really connecting with a lot of people that are helping me out, that are teaching me things that they see that I'm truly invested in what I'm doing. And they and they just come out and just reach out to me. Hey, I was great. On, I was great talking to you. Here to hit some tips, though, if you need anything, reach out to me. And and I take advantage of that. I reach out to them. They'll and ask them a question. They'll they'll get back to me. So it's those it's those relationships that I'm building, and just being able to to again speak to people like you and 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 get a little bit of insight into what you were doing. That that's uh, that's a lot. That's some things people don't don't they don't get on a regular basis. And since I've been doing my podcast, it's just helped me so much and self and just me developing my, myself as a person and and just looking at life completely different. Good for you, man. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And uh, for your listeners, thank you for listening in. And again, thank you for being a guest uh, on your podcast. I'm honored. Thank you. All right. Now it's time for shout outs. Big shout out to my real wise family. Poppy J, Brandy J, thank you. I love you guys. Big shout out to my homie, Chrissy Richards from Cypher Knowledge with Chrissy. And a big shout out to the boss lady. I love you, baby. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt, Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt, and a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash stuck in my mind. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.